0: All right. Welcome, everybody. We are at our leadership call uh, Thursday, July 12th already, right? Oh, 13th? 12th. yeah. Oh. Summer's flying by, man. Where's it going? I um, just want to welcome everybody. We uh, Jason and I are kind of taking the helms over today. Uh, keep in mind that our new format is going to be including, obviously, many of our leaders within our fitness army. Um, and all of our our subsequent teams but this is gonna be a little familiar tonight with Jason and I taking the helm. Um we wanted to start the call off with some rank advancement and announcements. If you don't mind Puck I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Um from my team we had uh from Team Sparty and the, the expanding teams within there we had Maria Wagner who went uh Emerald today as well as Neil Morgan from Extreme Team. He went Emerald today. So congratulations to both Neil and Maria. Uh, We also have a brand-new two-star diamond, um, Jason, and that's in Ron Bradley. He completed his six weeks. He's officially two-star. So congratulations to Ron. I know that's been a a long time coming for, for you, buddy and um, he's very anxious to get that second center open. He sent me a box just before, and I'm like, you know, it's going to take a couple of days, but it'll be there, bud. So congratulations, Ron. Um, that's all I had from my neck of the woods. Um, I know that I'm not sure if Dan Trainer's on. I know he had an announcement. I'm going to unmute to see if Dan's on. Dan Trainer, are you out there? Dan Trainer. Okay, I know he had a new emerald in, in uh Gary Fong for, for his team. Um I'm not sure if anybody else from Extreme Team or anybody else on the call has got any rank advancements. Okay, Jason, I'm gonna turn it over to you, buddy.
1: Yes, yeah, so um I wanna make it easier for people to report their rank advancements so that we don't forget every anybody uh every week. And we're actually accumulated like two weeks worth of rank advancements because we missed the call last week. So um, if you want to report one of those, and I tried to remind people in the text message to say it's unionhall.co, and that gives you the ability to enter in any rank advancements. So um, for two weeks, we have uh, Jeff Armbruster, who just was speaking, just got his six star diamond. So that's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to Jeff. Um, Pam McMaster got back to the diamond rank, so whenever anybody's at diamond or gets back to diamond, we want to celebrate that. Uh, Danny Delgado, which is on Team TSD, went to diamond for the first time, so congratulations to him and his sponsor, Christina. Lillian Bard went to Emerald, and she's on Wendy Sanchez's team. Leland Holgate is another new Emerald for Megan uh, Kreiser, so congratulations there, Um And Jay Jorgensen's team, his brother Tommy Johnson went diamond in less than ninety days, so congratulations goes to Tommy. And then also that's gonna make Jay uh, in a second week of qualifying now for two stars. So congratulations there. I think you got Neil already. Mindy Perot to Emerald. So congratulations, Mindy. Ken Hinkle went back to an emerald diamond or emerald status. That's great. Did you say Mindy Perot? Oh, I I said it Twitter. (laughs) Neil Morgan, I think you got. Jennifer Martello, uh, Emerald, that's one of my new coaches on the team, so congratulations, Jennifer. She's tearing it up the first couple weeks. And you've already got Ron with his two-star, but also we have Becky Bercet for Team DSD uh, just got her two-star. So a couple brand-new centers opening up from veteran coaches with Ron Bradley and Becky Bercet, so really excited about that.
0: And just as Jason gave me some props, i got to make sure that I gave him some props. Jason, uh, the last call, had went eight-star diamond, and as of this morning, he is now nine-star. So congratulations, Puck. Oh, thanks. I actually forgot. I saw it at the top of the list, but I did not want to
1: say it, and I forgot. What I <laughs>
0: Never want to announce yourself, I know. Um, yeah. So that's a huge accomplishment, guys. I mean, you know, the... Business side of things, you know, you basically at 10 stars where you're really maxing out your income, and Jason is right on that footstep right now. So that's a huge accomplishment and something, you know, that I, I'm really looking to do at some point, and I just keep following the path he lights. So huge accomplishment, Jason. Really, uh, really proud of you, buddy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you see, you see the rising stars that uh, Beach Buddy puts out today, and, you know, one of the most impressive things is when I see Tara Carr and Lisa Kohler, who also got nine star today, you know, doing diamond in their second center, and Daniel Henson doing two star in her second center. So that's really what I want to see. And I'm um, just a word about you know with that rank advancement for me. Like if ten star happens in the future, that's fine. But my goal is really for nine star. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm done building the first center now. I can focus on some of these additional centers even more.
0: Yeah, I was looking at that thing with Danielle earlier, and it really lit a fire under me. I'm like two star. Twice, just on the verge in my wife center and my first center, so that's going to be my next priorities. So,
1: you know, I, I just can't say enough about that. When people get two stars, they have the opportunity to give themselves an eighteen percent pay raise because now you're going to cycle every time you do um, a sale in your second center. So it's just it's an awesome, awesome thing. And for these people doing it on their second center, you know, they've already given themselves a thirty-six percent pay raise. So,
0: yep. And just to put in perspective what again, Jason so. said, you know, Jason's got how many centers now? Four, buddy. Yeah, four. So four. So when he has a new Shakeology sale, you know, he puts that through on his fourth center for the customer. And what that enables him to do is get a cycle bonus at the third center, the second center, and the first center. So basically he's getting cycle bonuses at three different levels for one sale at the fourth level. So it's kind of a really neat thing to see that happen. So
1: not only for me, but I'm excited for all these other people that are seeing that and then grow into that. Like,
0: one of the things I'm most
1: proud of now is to see, you know, Becky and Ron and Heather, who recently went two-star, all these people that, you know, I've tried to help design their business centers, getting to that two-star level. Because I know when you get to two-star, you start to think about retirement, and that's a really empowering thing. Yes, so really. any other announcements? Or?
0: Yeah, well, one quick one. Is Julie McCallum on the line? Julie, are you there? Yeah, I'm muted.
2: Yes, yeah, I'm here.
0: I'm gonna let you give your rank advance. Your rank advancement. Why don't you go ahead and announce your new emerald?
2: Yeah, it was uh, Jen Howell Christensen. She just turned emerald, and uh, Summit just did just fired her up after after that, and um, she's working on more. She said she's plans to hit um, diamond next time. Next Summit. So good, good job, to Jen.
0: Awesome Jen and that was yours and Jen's first major event. Um and obviously the power of summit. So congratulations to you, Julie, and Jen. Yes.
1: Yeah, so so good and we can't um overplay how important it is for folks to get to Emerald. Emeralds, you know, grow up and they they roll up and make diamonds. Diamonds go to two stars. So this business is really built on making emeralds. So congratulations to all our emeralds this week. Yep, yep. Okay,
0: I'm going to mute all the lines, Jason, and I'm going to uh, let you take it from there. So hold on one second.
3: Conference muted.
0: Okay, um, no other announcements, Jason. I'm going to allow you to introduce the topic and your two guest speakers.
1: Awesome. Well, we're more than happy to welcome everybody from Team Fitness Army or Our Fitness Army and the Union, Union Hall, and Team Sparty, all of our collaborative teams. Um, But I was talking this You know, this past week to, you know, one of my PS coaches, um, Heather Perkins, who's three-star lifetime diamond. She's got, you know, her second center open now, so she's already experienced that 18% pay raise that we've talked about. She is a 2,000. Her coach number is in the 2,000, so she's been around the the block a few times. And I think one of her greatest achievements is Success Club 5 All-Star for the past two years, you know, almost since it was um, presented to us. And, you know, it's with a little remorse that I say that because she's got one more month in Success Club than I do. She, she constantly reminds me of that. So I think if I've got 29 months now, she's got 30. So that's just an awesome, awesome accomplishment. Um, so we were talking, and um, she said one of the things that's been really impactful in her business is, you know, getting a set strategy for social media. So, um, I mean we all know that we wanna do social media and there's Facebook and Twitter and blog posts and Pinterest and all these other things, but it's like this wide world of stuff out there and if we just do it haphazardly, we're gonna get like inconsistent results. So one of the things that Heather said has really, really worked for her is she's been working with um Upline Diamond or Star Diamond coaches, Monica Ward and Dave Ward, and Dave in particular has really taken a strategic um, approach to social media so you know he's laying out that you know you want Facebook leads to appear on your Twitter that goes to your blog in a centralized hub and you know I can't even talk at it about, about it with a, a certain expertise because I don't have that strategic thing going so when I hear about people that are doing things at a good level and getting great results with this I want to have them on so more than happy to welcome Heather and then also like her mentor for this Dave Wardham two-star diamond coach you know, he's married to Monica Ward, which is all of our outlines. You know, I call her my queen. And if you look at her Facebook recently, she's got a, a badge on her forehead that says Team Dave. So I know she's a big fan of everything accomplished. And her business has doubled and tripled since he's brought his um, expertise in social media into play. So we're happy to welcome Heather and Dave. Um, I'll turn it over to Dave. And if you can kind of take us through the approach that, you know, you went through with Heather, and if we can all learn a little bit from your social media approach, and then we'll have Heather chime in, you know, and how some of the different tactics that you had has really affected her business. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the uh,
3: introduction, and
4: and thanks for inviting me to speak on the call. It's an honor. Um, I guess I'll start with, I like to start with just big picture stuff, uh, because I think it's easy to get lost in the details, and the big picture stuff is really where uh, you can win, right? So having sort of I guess I look at it as, you know, what are the core values that drive your decision-making process, right? Decision-making is really easy when you've got good set core values, you know? And so uh, that's kind of what I want to start with, but I want to preface everything by telling you guys a little bit about me. Um, Monica, uh, uh, Jason mentioned Monica, and Monica is uh, my sponsor and, and you know, and the best sponsor anybody could ever ask for, and I'm lucky to have her out, my house, uh, but, she started the business from the beginning, she was one of the, one of the founders, and uh, I was sort of slow to get involved. I was uh, practicing a lot at the time, and wasn't it really interested.
1: Yeah. You're, you're breaking up like a little bit every second word, I don't know if you're using a microphone or... I am, but it usually works. Hold on, I'll take it off. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's even better. We just don't want to miss any of the great stuff that you're hearing.
4: Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it.
1: Um, Thanks so much. So anyway, as I was as I was saying, uh, Monica is my
4: sponsor, and you know she was start she started this really from the beginning, and I wasn't involved. I was practicing law, and that's really all I was interested in doing. I didn't realize how miserable I was doing that, uh, which is probably why I stuck to it as long as I as long as I did. Uh, but I managed to sort of figure that out, and, and when I started to get involved, I started to look at you know where is the space where I can have an impact? You know, where can I actually make a difference here, and it was going to be tough for me to, to do face-to-face, belly-to-belly type of marketing, you know, A, because at the time, I really wasn't very good with people, and, and B, because I was busy practicing law, and, it's, and I didn't have a lot of time, so I started to look well, gee, you know, here's this social media opportunity, and yeah, I could write a blog post at 1 a.m. and then publish it the next morning, and so this is an effective use of my time and this is, an, this is an area where I believe I can, I can make a difference and connect with people and, and, and help Monica build a business, with something that she was not doing at all. I mean, she was basically just doing face-to-face marketing and was very, very good at it. For those of you who spend any amount of time with her, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's really where I decided to get involved. However, I had one problem, which is that I knew nothing about it. I mean, I knew absolutely nothing about this stuff before I started. I wasn't some you know, a uh, computer programmer or whatever that, that you know, saw buddy and got in and was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll start a blog and I'll create this master marketing system. It wasn't like that. I had to start from square one. <laughs> so I did. I, I started a blog and I figured it out. And I just sort of slowly but surely picked up different little tips from different people, learned as much as I could. I mean, I think that's really the big thing I'm going to encourage you guys to do is is be a student when it comes to this stuff. And you have to be kind of a constant student because it changes really quickly. Jason mentioned, mentioned Pinterest earlier. I still really haven't figured Pinterest out because I'm kind of busy with the rest of the stuff I have going on. But that's part of what I'm going to have to do, right, because it just keeps changing. So you've got to keep on the forefront of it. But let me talk about some of, like, the key concepts sort of core values, I suppose. The first one is if you're going to commit to a social media strategy, You have to be patient, okay? This is not a quick win sort of a deal that I'm going to explain to you tonight, okay? And I think people approach it the wrong way. And I sort of think, I know what I'll do. I'll go and I'll post a link on my Facebook wall and tomorrow I'll be a millionaire. That's not how this works, (laughs) okay? This takes some time, especially if you're going to do some of the things that I'm going to talk about doing um, and you want to rank on Google. It's going to take some time, okay? So you have to commit to that. And you have to be really, really patient with it. The second thing, and I think this is really just an important sort of concept that I'm not even sure it only applies to social media. I mean, I think it applies to everything we do. But what you have to do is you have to be very outwardly focused, okay? And you have to be willing to bring 100% of you to this party with zero expectation of getting anything in return. And that can be really, really hard for people, you know. So I'll, t- I'll talk to them, I'll talk to them about doing this, and they're like, well, what, do I, what am I going to get out of this? I sort of okay, you're missing the point, okay. And the point is that, you know, if, you're, if any of you are students of Jim Rohn, as I am, you know that what we get paid for is creating value in the marketplace. That's what I believe that I do, okay. I create value in the marketplace, and I'll talk about how I do that later, but that's what I'm doing. I'm simply creating value for people. If you want an example of this, look at what Jason's done with Coach Toolbag, okay? Why would Jason spend all this time working on all these tools, right? Where's that? Where's his, you know, every Thursday he gets up, looks at his paycheck. Where's the line item that says, I spent all this time creating that stuff? There isn't one. The reason he does it is because it adds value to your life. It makes your business better. And he knows that if he does that, he's going to get a return. So he does 100% of him with a zero expectation of getting anything back. That's creating value and that's where you've got to be if you want to, if you want to succeed in the social media space. Why? Because everything's free. Everything's free. The days of charging for whatever it is you've got are gone. No one cares. They will go somewhere else and get it somewhere else because somebody else has it for free. Somebody else is willing to put it out there for free. So that's not where you're going to win. You're going to win when people see that you guys, that you're the expert in this area and that you have the, um, the information that they're looking for, okay? So let's talk a little bit about what that information looks like. Everybody's different, okay? If you guys went to Summit or if you haven't been to Summit, go go to TED.com, T-E-D.com, and type in Seth Godin in the search box, and there will be two videos that come up, um, and both of which he talks about marketing, okay? This guy's a genius marketer, and he talked to us at Summit, and I was just totally blown away by, by the speech, and I've been a big fan of his for a while. And one of the things he talks about is he sort of has this bell curve, right? And so there's this big bell curve, and he talks about, you know, what's been happening in the world for the last 40, 50 years is people have been marketing to the middle of this bell curve, right, which is average or Joe Average, right? So in order to market to average people, you have to create an average product, and you have to have average marketing that doesn't, you know, doesn't piss anybody off, doesn't really get anybody that excited, you know, it's just sort of average and boring. And that's really not that effective, and it really is boring. And what's happening is the world's becoming more and more segmented, okay, in good ways. People are bonding around certain ideas, okay? So easy example uh, is I'm a triathlete, okay? So I have a whole group of friends that are triathletes, and that's what they care about. They care about triathlon. They care about triathlon nutrition, sports training, getting better at that. That's what they care about. I'm also a surfer. I have a group of people who I'm friends with, who are just surfers. That's that's what they love. And those people are totally different groups of people, right? Now, I can match, I can run between those two groups because I do both of those things. I'm not an MMA fighter, okay? So it's really hard for me to market to people in the MMA fighting arena because that's not what I do. So I don't speak their language. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't care about the things that they care about. I, the last thing I want to do is punch somebody in the face. It's not my thing, okay? Maybe it's yours, though. And there's a lot of people out there who want to hear that message. So what I'm talking about really is niche marketing, okay, and understanding that, and this is one of the things Heather and I worked about, worked on and talked about, was who are you talking to, Heather? Well, what do you do? Well, you homeschool your kids. Isn't that interesting? Let's see. I'll bet there are a million people who homeschool their children in the United States. What if you got 5% of those people to start listening to you about our products, who we are, and what we do? Right. Boom. Hello. So that's what it, that's what it becomes about. You have to you have to understand who you are and who you're trying to reach out to. Okay. So you got to start with like that in mind. And I think this is really important. People overlook this because again, they want to dive to to the middle, to average. So I want to market to everybody. Guess what? Everybody is not listening. There's too many people. Way too many people out there. Okay. You need to be marketing to a specific group of people. I really suggest you sit down and figure out who those people are. What do you
1: love? Okay? who You know, who do you love? (laughs) What do you like to do? Yeah. You know, and, and, and everybody, this is tremendous information he's sharing here. If you're not taking notes, you're doing yourself an injustice. But as he's saying these questions, you know, take a second in your head and think about, like, what am I good at? You know, like, is it hockey? Is it schooling? Whatever it is. And write this down, you know, answer these questions when he's going through it, and then you're going to add a lot of value during the conversation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it, it seems very obvious, but
4: it's it's maybe not. and And that's what you want, because here's the thing. Like, what I know is that who are the people that I end up working with? Well, they're usually middle-aged people who are married with kids. I wonder why. I wonder why those are the people that I usually end up working with. Could it possibly be because that's who I am? (laughs) And that's who I'm marketing to. Because that's who I am. That's me. You know? A lot of them are, a lot of them have some connection to endurance sports. One of the top coaches in my organization is a triathlon coach. That's how I connected with the guy originally. We have a lot in common. We, we get to talk about stuff that we can both relate to that isn't always business stuff. So when you're doing this, the other thing to, the other thing to keep in mind and to understand is that you want to attract people who are like you, hopefully. I mean, hopefully you're a good person and, you know, you want people like you in your life. If you're not, you want to think about that. But hopefully you're, you want to attract people like you so you have things in common because the truth about this business is that the people who are my business partners and who I'm in business with and who are going to stick around for the long haul are some of my best friends. Why? Because we have all this stuff in common, and because we bond together over stuff beyond Beachbody, okay? I don't have a lot. I always use the MMA fighter, and I don't mean, like, any criticism about MMA fighters or anything like that. I just use this as an example because it's sort of so extreme for me outside of, you know, who I am and what I do and everything. But, you know, I don't have a lot of those people in my organization because there are other people out there who are marketing to them. And if they have their choice between me and that other person who speaks their language, they're going over there. And I'm okay with that. Like, i got to be good with that. And just go, you know what? There's some people that I'm just not going to connect with.
3: And that's okay
4: because there's plenty of people out there. Okay, and I think that's the other, that's the other sort of key concept you've got to be willing to embrace if you're going to do this successfully. There's plenty for everybody. This is a huge country. Someday we'll be international. It's a big world. There's plenty of people out there, and you don't need all of them. You just need a few, and then you need a few to be really, really good and really, really get this. What I'm going to suggest to you is if you attract people like you, you'll connect with them on a deeper level, and they will be good at this business. And that's what you really, really need. So you got to kind of go into it with that mindset of, you know, there's plenty of people out there. I'm not going to connect with everybody. I think that also takes out – the sort of desperation element, which makes you make stupid decisions. You know, bad decision, right? Somebody starts talking to you about something that you posted on Facebook, and five seconds later, you're like, you should be, co- you should be a coach. Maybe slow down a little bit, okay? <laughs> Establish some relationships. But if you're, if you're of the mindset of that person is going to get taken by somebody else, it prompts you to do silly things like that. So that's why I'm kind of focusing on some of these, these big picture things. So once you've identified sort of who your people are, okay, you know, and I like, you know, Seth Godin uses this concept of tribes. So who's your tribe, right? Who, who are these people? What is their culture? Ask, there's a couple of questions I think you want to ask. The first one is what do they need? What do they need from you? Okay. So for me, when I started to look at this, I was like, wow, what was the thing that I needed the most when I started my health and fitness transformation? And the answer was information about nutrition. So that's where I started. And I started to notice that I, I was getting more questions about nutrition than anything else. Now, I knew nothing about nutrition, literally nothing about nutrition. I, I mean, I finished P90X, and I was still eating pizza, right, because I didn't care. But I knew I had to fix that. I knew I had to get better. And I knew I had to learn this stuff because that's what my customers needed. So I was looking around. I go, you know what? No one's really filling this need. In, in a meaningful way, or if they are, it's, you know, here's a link to a blog post with a, you know, a pop-up window for a lead capture that, you know, you've got to fill out all this information, then I'll let you have access to my blog post, okay? So I decided I'm not going to do things that way, okay? my The other, like, overarching rule before I forget is I don't do anything that I, that annoys me. So, like, YouTube ads anointing, and YouTube has been getting me, trying to get me to monetize my videos for a long time. They send me emails all the time. And I won't do it because YouTube ads annoy me. And so I don't want to annoy other people. Now, that's no judgment on you if you are monetized your YouTube ads. I think it's probably a great stream of income. But I don't do things that annoy me. That's one of my, like, governing rules. Again, it's like, you know, when you have these core principles, decision-making becomes much, much easier. So so first, that's the thing. What do these people need? Okay, what are their needs? And then the second thing is, how do, you know, how can you add value to their lives? And maybe that doesn't necessarily mean to do their fitness journey. Maybe it's bigger than that. But you've got to figure out what your people need, and then you've got to fill that, right? You know, that's, that's sort of an old adage. You know, you want to know how to be successful? Find a need that no one else is filling, and fill it, right? That's, that's, that's marketing 101. And that's what, I, that's what I'm going to encourage you guys to do is really, like, nail down who are your people, what do they need, and how can you add value to their equation, Okay. Because that's how you get paid. So let me talk about how to do it now. So that's kind of the, you know, the overarching stuff. So here's what I do. Okay, so what I want you to do is sort of envision a hub and spoke system. Okay, so like a bicycle tire. Right? It's kind of the easiest way to to envision this stuff. And the hub is my blog. Okay, I use a WordPress.org blog. Okay, I don't use anything but a WordPress.org blog in my opinion. There are a couple other choices you have there. Uh, none, of, none of which are 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 nearly as good as WordPress.org. You got a million themes you can work from. Getting somebody to design it is cheap, and the 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 quality of it is much better. And Google loves it. I so love the way it looks and the way it, the the way it it, it the SEO of it is. It just fits in with Google really really well. Um, the other thing is you own the content. So you have to pay to host it, but you
1: own your content. Yeah. Well. We just got to be careful of saying stuff like SEO without like saying what that is cuz I think I know oh, but I'm not sure about it.
3: Hmm.
4: Yeah, sorry I, I get off in like, you know, blogger language. Um yeah, <laughs> SEO is search engine optimization. And what it basically means is the way Google views your website. So, Google, you know, Google's not a person. <laughs> they they don't make uh, subjective decisions about whether they like you or not. It's a computer program. So the computer program goes around and it looks at your website. So you can either make it easy for Google to look at your website or hard. I'm in the business of making it easy for Google to look at my website and figure out, okay, that's what this guy's got there. I'll, I'll you know, figure out how I'm going to index that when people search for these particular terms. So that's basically what SEO is without, like, diving too far into that whole thing. Um, and WordPress.org does a really good job of that. Um, and the, the big thing, though, for me was when I was making this decision about which way I wanted to go was that when you use WordPress.org, you own your content. So if you're on, like, blogger.com or, you know, what ends up being, like, a blog spot address, you don't own that content. And at any point, those guys could decide, we don't like fitness people or we don't like Beachbody people or we don't like MLMs, which other – other services have decided that. Um, in fact, WordPress.com, you're not allowed to use if you are in a network marketing company. So they can just pull a plug on your content. It all goes poof, bye. Everything you spent years creating goes away. That would really depress me. <laughs> I'd be pretty sad if that happened. <laughs> I've worked very, very hard on my blog. So WordPress.org is the hub, right? So that's, that's my hub. Then I have the rim. Okay, the rim of the the rim of the wheel, again, if we're using this bicycle wheel analogy. Out on the rim of the wheel are the va- various social media outlets. Pick, you know, take your pick. There's a bazillion of them. The big ones that I use are Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Okay, I sort of use Yelp a little bit. I use uh, Foursquare a little bit. Again, Pinterest is something I need to, you know, spend some time with. Um, but there's a lot of different sites. LinkedIn is another one that's sort of out there. But these are out on the periphery, right? That's not your home. A lot of people want to make Facebook that hub. Again, problem with Facebook, you don't own that content. They could pull the plug on you at any time and just go, bye, we don't like you anymore. Twitter, same thing. So you've got to be careful about that. And you've got to, like, have a home where you own the content. So then what happens is, what I do is I use these websites, these different social media outlets to drive people to the hub. So those are the spokes. The spokes are the connectors that connect people in to the hub because when I, I know once I've got you on my blog, then I can connect with you okay and what I mean by that is you're going to find information about me on my blog, who I am, my story, my wife's story, where we came from. you may follow an art, you may follow a link to an article that I posted I posted an article the other day about how time management is like football right like if you don't manage your time you're on defense all the time. You may follow that link to my blog, get there and go, wow, what is – oh, this guy's like a P90X guy. That's crazy. Huh. Well, what else has he got on this stuff? Oh, really, there's all this nutrition stuff. Well, that's interesting. I've actually been looking to think about getting in shape. Let me get in touch with him. And that happens all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. It sounds very simple, but it happens all the time. So one of the keys in his whole setup, okay – I think there's a couple of big keys. The first key is content, okay? I don't recommend that you try this model if you can't have new content once a week on your blog, okay, and on your YouTube channel. So what I try to do, I try to have one new blog post every week and one new video up on YouTube. And usually I'll take that YouTube video and I'll create a blog post with it as well. So that's really two two blog posts or at least one. One, that is a YouTube video that I then take and embed on my blog and publish it out over all these um, different social networks, and I'll talk about that in a second. But that's the thing. Content is king. That's what wins. When I first started this thing, I thought, well, I'll just create a web store. Well, don't, because you already have one. You don't need another web store, and Google doesn't like web stores. Your web store is never going to index on Google. What will index well is really good content directed towards a group of people who you are marketing to, okay? So if you're writing this down, write this down. (laughs) Your content needs to be three things. It needs to be anticipated, it needs to be personal, and it needs to be relevant. That's the Seth Godin thing. Anticipated, personal, and relevant. That's what it's got to be. If I start writing articles about about MMA, again, just to use that as the example, that's not anticipated, relevant, or personal to my followers. They're going to go, what happened? Where did that come from? That's totally out of his league. That's He's never talked about that before. That's weird. But if I start, if I just keep focusing on what I focus on, which is, you know, again, the nutrition stuff and posting, you know, recipes, and if I'm cooking something, I film a video, um, you know, trying to uh, – I've been posting a lot more stuff about trying to figure life out and like time management, that type of stuff. That's anticipated personal and relevant. That's the stuff my people just chew right up. They love it. Okay? So anticipated personal and relevant with, with your content. Okay? The other thing that is, 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 I guess just a barometer of that is, you know, you know that you're doing really well and you're hitting all these marks when people miss you when you're not. Okay? If you don't post for a while, people start showing up on your fan page or whatever and going, where are you? You know you're doing a good job. That's always a good barometer. And that's another Seth Godin thing. It's like, you know, will they miss you? If they won't miss you, you're doing something wrong. You need to change. You're not creating value. You're just not adding value to their equation. You're not meeting their need. And that's really, and that's really key. So let's talk about some of the, the little tools that I use. One of the best things I ever did was to figure out how to link all of my social networks together. Okay, I'm a really big efficiency person. To me. Things have to be efficient. And linking everything together has made things really, really efficient. So I use a program called Links Alpha. That's Links Alpha. Um, and Links Alpha is free. It's a plugin for WordPress.org uh, site. And it, for free, actually, well, I, I guess it's free, and then there's a paid version of it. The free version of it will allow you to automatically post to one Facebook page. That's either your personal page or a fan page. And one Twitter account. Okay, for I think it's $4.99 a month is what I pay. For $4.99 a month, when I hit publish on my blog post, it goes to my Facebook page. It goes to Monica's Facebook page. It goes to any Facebook group that I designate. So that would be any challenge group I start, the group I have for my coaches, a customer group, any group that I start. I can designate, have it post there automatically. So this is getting a lot of eyeballs on my stuff just on Facebook alone. I can post to I. I'm not sure if there's a limit on the Twitter accounts or not, but multiple Twitter accounts. It goes out to multiple Twitter accounts automatically. It goes to my LinkedIn account. It goes to a Foursquare account that I really very rarely use and really only use because I realized I could link it up with LinksAlpha. I was like, I don't know, that might get some more eyeballs on my blog posts. Let's do that. So for me, that's a five bucks a month. is totally like I'm making money on that equation, right, because I'm now publishing my blog to all these different places at one time. Also, a fan page, too. That's the other place it goes to on, on Facebook. So linking everything together. You can also really, really easily and for free link together these different social networks. I forgot to talk about Google+. Google+, is another one that's sort of out there on the rim, right? It's really easy to link all these things together so that when you post in one place, it goes to multiple places, right? So, like, good example, fan page. Okay, my fan page on Twitter or my like page, I always call it a fan page. Like this is a like page now. Uh, my like page, when I post there, it automatically goes to Twitter. It automatically creates a, 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 a tweet. Right? If you want to know how to do that, go to YouTube and type in how to link my like page to Twitter. If you want to know how to do any of this stuff, just go to YouTube. I guarantee you there's a video on it with somebody who's going to walk you through step-by-step step on how to do all of these things but linking your social networks together. Twitter, same thing. You go in the reverse direction, right? I can, If I put hashtag FB on the end of a tweet, it goes to my Facebook, my personal profile on Facebook. So I'm doing two things at once. Instagram is great. I love Instagram. Why do I love Instagram so much? It's not because of the cool washes that go over my pictures. It's because I can take a picture, put a caption, and it automatically goes to Facebook and Twitter with one click. That's efficient. That's easy. Social Cam is another little app that I love for my phone. Social Cam goes to Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Automatically uploads a video to YouTube while simultaneously sharing it with um, Facebook and Twitter. YouTube, you can connect to Facebook and Twitter so that when you upload a new blog, or a new video, rather, it, it tells Twitter, hey, you know, Twitter, oh, this guy uploaded a new video. It'll also go to your Facebook. Hey, there's a new video. That's easy. Rather than uploading it and then copying and pasting the link and going back and forth and, oh, did I forget to post it here? Did I forget? Oh, it's just automatic. My YouTube is set up so that when um, when somebody comments on a video of mine and I respond to that comment, that gets posted on my Facebook wall. Well, sometimes those, sometimes the video they're commenting on is a video about, you know, getting started in the business or a video about, you know, p 90 x or something else. It's right, something that I would love to get eyeballs on. And it's a totally different thing for me to go on Facebook and say, hey, everybody, watch this video, versus me just con- responding to a comment on, on YouTube and having that post on Facebook. So it's, just, it's the same effect, it's a different perception. It's happening. So linking these, linking these networks together so that when you do something in one place, it happens in multiple places, and everything designed to get people back to your blog. That's the big thing. Get people back to your blog. So, really quickly about Twitter and Facebook. I think Twitter sort of really misunderstood. Twitter is not a great place to connect with people, and the reason is because it's just too anonymous, and you're too limited with the amount of characters. So, I guess Twitter, Twitter's like a coffee shop, okay? So, if you're going to bring this like to the real world, if Twitter, Twitter's like a coffee shop, okay? And so, this is like this sort of, you know. Real superficial conversation you have with somebody at a coffee shop when you're first getting to know them. Facebook is like a dinner party. This is like inviting somebody to your house. You know, these are my children. Here's where I live. (laughs) This is how I live. And so it's a a totally different thing. It's the next level of connection. So what I use Twitter for is, is to drive traffic. Really, that's what I use it for. Drive traffic to my blog. More eyeballs on your blog posts. More, it means Google likes you more. Because Google looks at all that stuff. You know, you can have really great content, but if nobody ever sees it, Google won't either. I mean, they may, Google, well, Google will see it, but they won't index it when people are searching for it. You've gotta get hits. You've gotta get hits on your blog. And the way to do that is with Twitter. And it's with connecting all this stuff together. So I guess let me just pause there. I mean, like, you know, Jason questions, you know, what am I
1: generating here? Well, no, uh, everything you're saying is awesome. We're getting some great um, information. Um, I don't want to exclude Heather, so, like, I'd be interested to hear, you know, what she's learned from it. And then everybody who's listening, yeah, like, look over your notes. And this is what I do. When I take notes, I write a big Q next to anything I have a question about. And then at the end of this call, like, we've got all those questions ready. So, yeah I'd, yeah, I'd like to hear from Heather. ch chime in, and then you, she can maybe say what she learned, and you'd be like, yeah, and this is why that worked or whatever.
2: Um, one, Heather? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, maybe like some I, tangible results that you've got from doing some of this stuff and like how it's helped you and
2: Okay. Um I I guess Dave, did we start talking in May? Or was it in yeah. April?
1: Yeah, right around there.
2: And okay. Um from what I you know, from what I learned from Dave, I've I've well first of all I've grown from maybe like a hundred followers to fifteen hundred in about two months. Um, and that's now what's that? I that is that Twitter? Twitter and using Twitter. Just to to get, you know, more followers as far as Twitter goes, um, which I have used to and you know, I have an automated message generated so that they shoot them to the Facebook and so I can have more of an interaction with them. And I think that's something that's been helpful as well. Um, My blog, you know, as he was saying, is the hub, and I've got it set up. And I think Monica was the one that even told me, you've got to have the information there when you get people to go look at it. So it all kind of works with what Dave is saying. Um, Just you've got to have the information there. And then I I don't know. It's, It's crazy. I've had... A variety of people talk to me through Twitter. Um, most of them have found posts from me, and they're just, you know, they're either Instagram pictures, they're um, automatic posts that I have going randomly throughout the week. Um, I had a girl contact me because she, she didn't even know what Beachbody was, and I think it was a post about, are you curious or do you need help with your Beachbody program? And she just took it as Beachbody, meaning she wanted to lose weight and get in shape. She had no clue what the business was about at all. And so she wants to get on Shakeology. She wants to get on a program. She wants to lose weight. And she wanted to pay her first month. She needed to pay the rent. And then she was ready to get into it. So, you know, obviously she's not signed up yet. So we'll see where that one goes. I had another guy contact me. Um, I believe he was at NASM. And it was through Twitter as well. And he's in California. He's a marketing, social media marketing person that he wanted to pass his personal training certification mid-month. I mean, so I've had a lot of people contact me and then move over to Facebook and be able to communicate more. And and we just stay in contact. And it still goes back to relationships. You've got to have relationships with these people so they learn to trust you and they learn what you do and they... I guess it's just, you know, it's put me in contact with more people than just being limited in
1: Facebook. And yeah, no, that's awesome. I think a strategic approach is what this is all about, and, you know, it's it sounds like you're getting good results about that. You know, one question I have, as Dave said, you know, and this comes from Zeph, is, like, figure out what your tribe is. So have you, like, further refined your tribe? Like you was saying, like you do homeschooling, have you found homeschoolers seeking you out more because you're talking more about that and then you're kind of developing your own little niche better?
2: Yes. Um, homeschool has really helped a lot. Um, finding other homeschool moms and then posting, you know, about health and fitness and about keeping your kids healthy and posting about, you know, exercises that I do with my kids and posting pictures of my kids exercising and that that has created, you know, some communication with people. Um, I had actually had a lady, it turned into a really good conversation, but it started out negatively because she thought I was a, a bot and she thought that I was just out trying to sell her Shakeology. In fact, that was her first question. She said, are you only following me because you want to you sell Shakeology to me? And I said, no. I said, yes, it was an automated message but I'm not out just to sell you psychology. And I went on to explain that I homeschooled my daughter and talked to her more. And so and we had a really lengthy conversation through Twitter messaging, which I thought was strange, but, it, you know, it created a friendship that could turn into something else. And that, I mean, that was just two days ago, so I don't really have anything to follow up with that yet. But,
1: I mean, it... it well, no, that's... It, yeah, it that's, awesome. way. that's exactly what is saying. It's, you know, use Twitter... To um, you know, contact people initially like you're saying at the coffee shop and then once you're talking to them at the coffee shop now that develops in a relationship that can lead back to the blog and, and everything else. So that's exactly um I think tangible evidence for what Dave is saying is working and anybody that can increase their Twitter numbers to follow from a hundred to fifteen hundred in a matter of a couple of months there, you know, that's really great tangible results. So, um And let me let me to talk
4: to a, a little add- bit yeah, can I talk just really quickly about – Heather's mentioned, like, automated messages a couple times. So I – and I, I just sort of forgot to talk about that because I guess I figured she would. Um, so there there's software that you can use to automate your Twitter account. Again, it's about efficiency, right? I, I, I do not have time to be posting on Twitter constantly. In fact, I very rarely actually post to Twitter. I usually will post to Twitter via Instagram. That's the majority of my of my tweets. But what I do have is it has some software and the software is called TweetAdder. That's TweetAdder. TweetAdder, it does a number of things, okay? The first thing it does, and kind of the one thing that, that I think is really valuable about it, is it allows you to designate a bunch of keywords and then follow people who are, are in that, uh, who, who, say, who say those things on Twitter, those keywords, okay? So P90X is kind of an obvious one. Again, P90X is really like middle-of-the-road marketing, though, right? Because I'm not looking for the just any P90X guy. There's too many of them now. Right? I'm looking for specific targeted followers. So an example of that on how that works with my Twitter account is it's Tour de France right now. Right? And so when people are talking about the tour, they, they, they use the hashtag sign TDF. That's how people talk about the tour. They you know I'm talking about this and keep hashtag TDF. So anybody who says that I follow. Now that means I follow a lot of people who are like, you know, in France or whatever. That's fine. I don't care. I'm willing to follow those people. Because if they don't follow me back within three days, the software unfollows them and goes and finds somebody else to follow. So wow. people have three days to decide whether they like me or not, which is fine because if they decide they don't like me, I'm sure there's a ton of people who go there and they're like, nope, this is like, you know, some dude in his 40s who has kids and rides a bike around and I, I just want to punch people in the face because I'm an NA guy. And so I'm not for them. Great. I'm not for you. Wonderful. Don't follow me. I'm, and then I'll just unfollow you and I'll go find somebody else. Who does care, and who will follow me back. So if you follow me back, it sends you a message, and it says, hey, thanks for the follow. Go to my website for free fitness and nutrition tips. Okay, automated message again. I don't do That just happens. Uh, the other thing that, that Heather's talking about is one of the things you can do with it is you can set up a series of automated messages. So you want to be careful with this because it becomes very – if you do it, if you overdo it, you're a spammer. <laughs> You know, if you underdo it, you don't drive traffic. I mean there's like a real fine point here. I think like six or seven days messages a day is more than enough. That's like the, the, the threshold point with it. But I have a lot of automated messages that go out every day. Some of them talk about the coaching opportunities, some of them offer shakeology samples, some of them, um gosh, what else? You know, uh you know, nutrition stuff from my website, like posts that I think are really good. I'll just try to kind of promote those. Um and and so it's it's every day these messages go out automatically. Then I'm mixing in my own stuff, usually, which is, is pictures via Instagram, because I don't really like to go on Twitter that much. Um, and I'm mixing in all this stuff. The other thing I can do is I can retweet posts from other accounts. So anything that Carl says is really funny. Carl and I were talking at Summit. And he goes, man, you retweet the weirdest stuff. Like, I'll say something totally random, and you retweet it. I don't get it. Why, why is that? I <laughs> it's like, well, Carl, it's a bot. I, it's not me. <laughs> and he goes, wow, I thought you were really just stalking me on Twitter.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And i are like, no, it's a bot, man. Anything, you know, you're, you're the leader of the tribe here. So anything you say,
3: you know, I don't know,
4: some of it's going to be irrelevant crap. But you know what, there's probably, you know, a, a few real gems that get in there. So Carl posts a new video to his YouTube that automatically goes to his Twitter. Guess who retweets it? Me. And then people yeah. are connecting with the ideas that we're trying to put out there for who we are and what we do because of a bot that automatically retweets something that Carl says or Tony or Sean or guys like Mark Sisson or, you know, a couple of, you know, track weights and other people that I just have it designated to retweet. So I'm spreading yeah. these messages. So when people go to my Facebook or go to my Twitter and they're trying to make that decision, do I want to follow back or not? if they go there and they see retweets from a bunch of people who they identify with and they connect with, that's one of the things that people go and they go, yeah, alright, looks like a good guy, I'll follow him back. And then I have an opportunity to send them these messages, all of which link back to my blog. Because everything's got to go back to the blog. So what else, Heather? What other, what other gems do you have for us?
2: Um, well, I, when you were talking about retweeting, that was something that um, my husband liked to make fun of me about was how I retweet a lot of stuff from Top Carino and she, you know, the Eat Clean Diet, and he he thinks it's hilarious when some of the sets retweets. And it was similar to what you were saying about Carl, saying, well, why are you retweeting that stuff? And, you know, he didn't, you know, know that you had it automatically doing it. And so that was something that was pointed out to me, and I found that kind of interesting. But at the same time, she has also put me on her, I still don't know what that pound FS means, but she's done that. I guess it's something Friday. But she's done that for multiple Fridays in a row and had people, you know, follow me, and that's where some of my followers have come from. And so for, yeah. for her to do that, that's really big. Oh, she has nice. a ton of fitness followers and oxygen magazine. I mean, there's that's a lot of people that see that. And I'm sure she has a ton of followers, and so I think that that can be really big, regardless of what I'm retweeting from her. So those retweets are important, despite some of the funny stuff that gets retweeted. Um,
4: yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, FF, the, the hashtag FF is um, Follow Friday is what that stands for. And it's not as big as it used to be, but it used to be really big on Twitter, where every Friday you'd list all of this, all of your favorite Twitter people. And and you just sort of say, hey, follow Friday. Like, go follow this person because they're cool. And so I was, I'd was, i always get a ton of followers on Friday because, of course, I had a lot of people. I was out there. I was creating value. I was adding, you know, I was giving them things that they needed. So they're like, hey, go follow this guy. And so follow Friday is huge. And to get that from somebody who is really prominent, I'll that's responsible for a lot of followers. That's cool.
2: Yeah, I think it was. It was really exciting to me because I didn't know what it meant, but it was coming from her, and I I was like, well, how is this cool? So, I don't know. um, Relationships, I guess. Um, Just just what you can create by the stuff that you post. Uh, Just, you know, there's people. I had one girl, she posted out of the blue, um, I need help making a protein pancake. And, you know, I didn't know who she was, but I just responded to it, and then she interacted with me a couple different times after that. And so my goal is to continue communicating with her to create some sort of relationship and then create a relationship on Facebook. So I'm learning, personally, I'm learning more about relationships with people I don't really know in any fashion. So I find that really exciting. And it is, you know, it does take patience because you can't just jump in and say, hey, you'd be great to be a coach because they're going to turn around and run. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it all really boils back down to a relationship and, and trusting you and knowing that you're not just about to take money from them.
4: Yeah, I think, well, that's, I think that's huge. I mean, that, that that is such an important point because, again, it's kind of going back to what I was talking about in the beginning with, you know, being patient. Um, and, and understanding that this is not a deal where, you know, you <laughs> press click on a blog post or start a fan page or something, and, and 10 minutes later you're a millionaire. That's just not how this works. It's it's every wow. bit about as much about establishing relationships as it is dealing face-to-face, and you have to sort of keep that in mind that, you know, we we are people who are now relating to each other in a virtual environment, but it doesn't mean... <laughs> that we're people who don't want to relate to each other and we don't want to be in a relationship and we don't want to, you know, I, I guess what I always tell people is is this. Your goal should be to become a trusted advisor, okay? That, that's, that's your goal, become a trusted advisor, which means two things. One, that you're trusted, and two, that you give advice, okay? Because it doesn't do you a whole lot of good. At least it's not going to do your paycheck a whole lot of good. To spend a lot of time establishing a relationship and gaining somebody's trust and then not saying, hey, maybe you should try Shakeology or, or whatever it is, right? Then you're just a trusted. You're not a trusted advisor. Trusted advisor is what equals success in our business. But in order to get to be an advisor, you got to be trusted. And that relationship element that Heather's talking about, is that's the whole key to it. You know, and that's why, like, Facebook is a great place to establish those relationships. You know, the blog is a place where you push your message out where people can find you and connect with you back. They can trace you back to Facebook, where then you can really connect with people.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I think at this level, you know, this is a leadership call. We should be getting that this whole business is about relationships. But what we're doing in this call is it's a strategic way to develop more context that you can make into relationships. And, you know, I just want to thank both of our speakers for totally opening up the door for this and and making it more analytical and and like a strategic plan to follow but with that being said we're at almost an hour now and we'd like to keep the call around the hour so if there's any questions out there i see a couple online here um we'd love for jeff to be able to unmute the line and you know ask some of your questions to these great speakers that we have on the line now lines are unmuted Nancy, you want to ask your question?
0: Nancy Cattardi, are you out there? She's probably talking to mute herself. So I'm going to go ahead and ask her a question for for you, Dave and, and Heather. Um, she basically wanted to know, you know, she says these are some great tips. She said, "How would go? How would one go about basically getting started and and you know just kind of training themselves?" to do some of these things? Where where would you guys suggest the best place to start?
1: Well, let me actually field that before Dave kicks off of it, because I think Dave could talk forever about that, but really, like, my intention for this is, like, when we bring these leaders on the call, like, they're telling us what they did to get this knowledge, you know? So it's like, if anything, I would advise to listen to the call all over again and do the steps that Dave did, because when he said he started out, he was starting at square one. Now I'm sure he knows about different tips and tricks to, to to do to get there. But if you just follow the path that he did, what you're going to find is like next week, um, something like the Alpha Links is going to become something else. So you have to become part of that culture, and then you're going to figure out things like Follow Fridays. Like you wouldn't know that unless you're hanging around and doing it.
3: Dave,
4: I mean it's really good. Really good point. Um, you know, I, I just you know I do what successful people do, and Shalina has always told me. If you want to know how to do something, go to do something. Google it, <laughs> and, and that's what I did. Honestly, I mean, I went and I was, and I w- just became a student, you know. And if I wanted to know how to do something, I always started YouTube. <laughs> started YouTube. How to uh, link Twitter to Facebook, whatever. You'll find a bunch of videos on how to link Twitter to Facebook. So those little technical things like that are really, really easy. You can get free answers to all that stuff most of them you should be able to get on YouTube, if not all of them. Um, And that becomes a really good resource, certainly my favorite resource for how-to stuff. There's a guy named Steve McDonald who uh, runs a website called Practical Social Media. Uh, Practical Social Media is a great place. He's got a university. So it's like you go through and you have to, again, this is a paid service, and I, I don't know exactly how much it costs. But you go there, and he'll teach you how to do all this stuff. I mean, literally... You go in, and it's like, okay, today we're going to create a YouTube channel. And he goes, okay, go to YouTube.com, and uh, I want you to pause this video, but before you do, click here and do this. So you go to YouTube, you click here, do that, you go back to his video. He goes, okay, the next step is we're going to click here and do this. Here's this at the end of the webinar. It's Life Coach Training Academy. At the end of the webinar, you got a YouTube channel. The key is then you got to do something with that YouTube channel, and that's really the, the point I want to hammer home here is that have content, okay? Great place for content. I mean, absolutely the best place for content, your customers are telling you what they need. Listen, I yeah. have probably 90% of the content on my website is from customer questions. Today, this guy sends me an email, and he's like, I don't know which carbs are good carbs or bad carbs. Well, I could spend I could spend 15 minutes writing that guy back, or I could shoot a five-minute video and upload that to YouTube and have everybody who listens to me see it. Which one's more effective? The second Amen. one. Amen. you got to get out of your own way. <laughs> it's a little scary to put stuff on YouTube sometimes, but the payoff is, is way bigger. And and the, the more people get that information, and I know people are searching for that question. i have been asked that question uh, I don't know how many times
1: because it's what people want. Awesome. There's another question that is uh, asking to see your website. So... Um... You know, so I want you to kind of pimp your website a little bit. And then also, you have a speaking engagement coming up here in the next couple of months that I think you should mention. Actually, my
4: speaking engagement has been canceled. <laughs> uh, so I won't plug that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the website I will plug uh, it's thefitclubnetwork.com. So it's all one word, T H E F I T C L U B N E T W O R K.com. The Fit Club Network. Dot com. That's us. Uh, you know, we started that. I mean, I'll just give you guys some numbers because I think, you know, one of the reasons I want to have Heather on the call is because Heather hasn't been doing this very long, and she's already starting to see results. So you just got to tell you where I'm at. I started this website in January of 2009, okay? And uh, the first month I had, I think, like 350 hits, something like that. Like, no one was listening. And I was pretty thrilled with 350 hits because I got lucky, and the guy who did my web design told me, you need to be patient with this. Take your time. You're not going to get a lot of hits in the beginning. Keep the content consistent, and eventually Google will find you. By August, I was getting about 25,000 hits a month. Okay, so that's how that, that's how long it took for this stuff to germinate. So when I tell you to be patient, be patient. Since January of 2009, I'm up over
3: 2 million now. I don't know
4: exactly how many. Uh, I might even have it right here. I can tell you. I do. 2,235,436 as of earlier today. And so that's, you know, that's, that's what happens. It's, you know, if you've read the compound effect, this is the compound effect in play. This is what mm-hmm. happens when you're persistent, you know? It's not magic. It's not rocket science. I don't do anything sneaky or, you know, weird, or I don't have, I don't do backlinking. I don't do, uh, uh, you know, all this lead capture stuff. I don't do any of that stuff organic content that I'm really, really consistent with that's about me and my life and focused on other people and what they need. And that's mm-hmm. what I do. Um, and that's all that I do. <laughs> and so yeah. you know, it's just a matter of being consistent with that. Go ahead,
3: hey,
2: I had a note where, I mean, on my notes from where we had done training and it said that the biggest mistake you could make was no call to action. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. something... What a good reminder. You want to yeah, elaborate? I'll talk about
4: that. Let me. Yeah, let me talk about that really quickly because that, that. Thanks, Heather. That's it's super important. You know, one of the things I did in the beginning was I just put like you know I'd go film a video about whatever you know trying to figure out something you know yes, nutrition guide or whatever it was, and then I'd be like, all right, great, thanks, bye. Without any like, hey, by the way, guess what? I'll coach you for free. Contact me. Get in touch with me. And I started doing that. I changed, right? I mean, I, I again, I went and I, I, I just read some stuff on marketing, and they're like, you gotta have a call to action. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened? I started getting emails from people going, I don't need to bug you, but you said it was okay to contact you. I get emails like that yes. all the time from people.
3: That's and sure. what I
4: know is that before, there were people who wanted to contact me, but I wasn't giving them permission to do it, so they weren't doing it. They weren't doing it. I missed out on all of that. I miss out on the on the ability to have all those people who may go to my who may actually connect me and become a customer and, you know, get into the you know, some of the other systems we've created for, for customers like challenge groups. I mean, it's not anything that anybody else isn't doing. We're doing the same stuff. It's just, you know, I'm out in front of more people
1: because I have this outlet for that. Definitely. But definitely have to tell people what you want them to do next. Otherwise they're like, okay, just watch that video. But if you say, Yeah, go to this website, sign up to be a free coach, then they're gonna tend to do those things. And not everybody but, but he will, but some will. And then another thing on Google Rankings, like I, I do know a little bit about Google Rankings. The reason Google was created was to index reports, book reports, basically college term papers. So if you yeah. write your web page like a college term paper, wow, Google can read it, you know, and so like a link is really like having a big bibliography at the end of your thing, and so it it ties those links together. And so there's all kinds of web pages you can research to hide, try to get better Google rankings and stuff like that too. Got
3: more
0: questions?
1: questions, guys. The lines are unmuted. So if anyone's got any
0: questions, let me try to unmute and mute them one more time, Puck. Because I got one person that said they couldn't ask. Hold on a second. Yeah, Conference
3: was- muted.
0: Tracy's question. I had it here and I lost it. Okay, I unmuted them again, so they should be all open. Didn't we have a Tracy
1: that had a question, Jeff?
0: Um, did we? Let me look. I didn't see that. Where's that at? On Sparty somewhere. Um Oh, let me see here. You already done that? Carol wanted the, the website up there. You already done that um I don't see the question from Tracy
1: <laughs> okay I'll, I'll keep up yeah, it went down um, so anybody else think about other questions? we have again tremendous talent online. You don't want to pass up these opportunities when you can pick Dave's brain instead of you know putting something on the website and waiting for it to get answered. Um, also, while we're doing that, um, I saw a couple more rank advancements, and I don't want to leave anybody out. Justin Hayward went Emerald today on John Wallace's team. Um, Alfonso, or, yeah, Alfonso's wife, Yvette, went Emerald today and just been really proud of all of her blog posts and Facebook. She's really getting active with this after Summit. And then Jeff Barker on uh, CSR's team went Emerald. So
3: congratulations
1: to muted. more Emeralds. Because we're muted again now, so they can't ask questions. Unmuted. It says unmuted. Oh, my bad. Oh, here it is. Nadine Brown, a question. And I'm not sure if you know the answer to this, Dave, or not. I think I've tried to do it, and it's not an easy process. And I agree. WordPress is great for search engine optimization. Google likes it. But if you've always started a blog on Blogspot, is there any way to export the blog into WordPress? Do you have experience with that, Dave? Uh
4: I, I don't have personal experience with it but I know you can do it.
1: There, yeah. I, I know you videos. can
3: do
4: it and yeah, from yeah, search yeah, search on YouTube. Um I also know it's kind of a pain. Um, yeah I, that's what I've heard, you know. But I, I you can I know what you could do is that you could go to you know, Elance or whatever, you know, those sort of outsourcing uh websites and get somebody to do that for you and that'd be money well spent in my
1: opinion. That was a good idea. As everybody becomes more you have to weigh the value of your time you know if you're getting paid a hundred dollars an hour you know is it worth a hundred or two hundred dollars to have somebody just transfer this blog over and make it work smoothly for you and i know that's something i struggle with even you know with when i'm doing well with a larger income is giving responsibility over but every time i do it now like it's just a weight off off my shoulders so good
4: oh yeah for sure efficiency right did
1: you have
0: something there jeff nope i'm good I'm just searching for more questions while we're we're waiting here. Um actually Travis just lo- listed a question himself. Let me see here what he said. Five or ten helper program plugins that you think are must-haves, Dave. Oh man. How about top three? Wow.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um
4: gosh. <laughs> Better question for my web guy. Yeah, I outsource it. You know? I mean I outsource it. You know, he tells me uh, I think we should use this. And I go, here, you, you know, here's a new thing. Use that's how I found the Lynx Alpha thing. I mean, that's not stuff I went out and got. Like, I have a guy, you know, my guy, I'll, I'll plug him really quickly. His name's Pat Sherman. Uh, if any of you have ever seen The Deadliest Catch, he's the webmaster for the Northwestern on The Deadliest Catch. I worked with him at a computer software store before I went to law school because I wanted to get a cheap laptop before I went to law school, and he was the manager. And when I was looking for websites, I was getting all these crazy quotes from people, and I thought, you know, what, I'll just call Pat. and He'll know again. And Pat goes, "I'm a guy. I do this now. I, you know, I have. a work of an insurance salesman by day and web designer by night. This website is two five three design. www253 two um, five three He's my guy. And so I, I guess that would be <laughs> what I would do. I'd defer to him. You know, I mean, I. Uh,
3: that's
1: it. I don't have an answer. <laughs>
3: It might not be fair to
1: ask this, um, you know, but depending on people's budgets, to get like the normal WordPress template set up and running as you guys did a few years ago, like what, is, what did you pay for that? Is that the five hundred dollar level, is that the thousands of dollars level? Um, initially, yeah,
4: like I think Pat's like initial level, the lowest level one is like four hundred bucks is what he charges to, you know, get you and that's like working with you to figure out, you know, what you pick the theme, he'll help you put everything together. Then, you know, if there's little things you want, like, for example, on my website, if you've if got you're the homepage on my site, you'll see I have Fit Club Network TV, or Fit Club TV, whatever it's called. That's a plugin that just every time I upload a new video to YouTube, it automatically put, puts it on my homepage. You know, things like that. That's one of those things where I'm working with Pat. Pat sends me an email Hey, there's a new plugin that'll connect your YouTube to your blog. Do you want to do that? It's X amount of dollars. Sure. That sounds awesome, or no, but I don't want to do that. very rarely
1: say no.
3: If
4: I need you to make me a
1: WordPress page, Dave, like, I'll put you, turn that around, or you're just not even capable of it. I'm not even. I, I
4: mean, I, I could figure it out, but, again, it's just one of those things when I have to weigh the value of my time, you know, where, like, you know, when when I was working with Pat, I'm like, okay, so you'll do all the, the complicated stuff, and what do, I have, what do I have to know? And he goes, do you know Microsoft Word? I was like, yeah, I can make Microsoft Word sync. That's great. You're good. You know everything you need to know. I'll take care of the technical stuff, installing the plugins, making sure that it all works. Um, you know, you need to learn how to write. You need to learn. Okay, I know how to do that already. <laughs> so you need to learn how to just post these things, and you know how to like like Jason saying is a really good tip. Writing your stuff like a book report. Okay, and so if you're thinking about how would you write that, right? Let's say I'm writing a guide about the P90X nutrition guide, right? Like so, I'm gonna have The title of the blog post is going to have that in there. Headers for each paragraph is going to have that keyword in there. And it's going to then, like, you know, phase one maybe, you know, and then phase two. Whatever it is you're talking about, writing it like a book report is a great tip (laughs) using the words that you hope people are searching for. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I do. There's, There's a lot of different keyword strategies. I basically just sit down and go, okay, if I was searching for this, what would I type into YouTube, or I mean, what would I type into Google?
3: And
4: that's
1: my keyword like set. It's about that. It's about that complicated. I use this it's just common sense. You know? When I ask that question for a reason, it's like Dave has got a very successful blog going here with Monica. You know, they're selling over two million hits, and he can't make a WordPress page. So it's like, yeah. don't feel that because you're not a technical person, you can't do this. If you can do Microsoft Word, you can get to two million hits, obviously. <laughs> totally. Totally.
0: Okay, so there is one final question in here or another one. And it's not really a question. It's just like, you know, from a seasoned perspective, Dave, you know, what would be the first thing you think people should do to get started? Like kind of start with the blog and then build the spokes from there?
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, start. Oh, I think the first thing is even before that, right? Go back Go back to the start. Who are your people? Because that's going to that's gonna define everything you do. Like, that's going to define the WordPress theme that you pick, Because okay? there's WordPress themes that are, like, you know, very dark. And when we first started, we had this really dark I, – I thought it was kind of cool. It looked like insanity, like, you know, it's kind of that orange and black, and I thought it was really cool. But it, it didn't speak to the people who we were trying to market to. It was wrong. It didn't fit because we didn't think about it both when we started.
3: And we ended up changing
4: it. We changed it to a different theme, which is really easy, by the way. That that That's a snap, um, at least for Pat, it was a snap. Um but that's going to define your decision-making, you know. You're, you're, the theme you pick with WordPress is going to look different depending on who you're marketing to. So you got to figure out that first. That's really the first step, define your market, and then figure out what those people want. Then you can sort of go, okay, well, here's what they need. You know, a couple of years ago, I started this blog um, about cycling because I started to see, like, my stuff that I was posting about cycling, I got really into cycling. And it wasn't what the people at the Fed Club network site were expecting, so it wasn't personal, relevant, and anticipated. So it's yeah. out of place. So I thought, I'll start another blog. And my concept for the other blog, I had this great idea. I'll go around to all these rides. When I find somebody with a cool bike, I'll take out my phone. I'll interview them about their bike. And then I'll post that on this website. And it'll be cool. Like, it'll just be my fun little side project.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: When I started with that in mind, the theme that I picked, that I picked is very, very different. It's totally different. It's called, lion in the, it's called a lion in the desert.com. You go look at that, that theme is totally different than the other one I use. That theme is about a way to display pictures and video. That's what that theme does really, really well. So that defined, you know, that choice. So don't just start, again, like, don't just start thinking, I'm going to market to everybody. No, don't do that. You want to market to a narrow group of people, and you've got to understand that the narrow group of people is filled with a lot of people. These narrow groups, segmented people, are huge. But you got to figure out who they are and how you can market them.
1: Yeah, awesome. And, and one thing I want to say about having the blog is that, you know, you post something on Facebook, and you're lucky if you get two days' worth of recognition out of it because it's on your wall, and then it travels to the second page, and then, like, chances are people don't see it anymore. So if you do it mm-hmm. just the other way around, if you just put the same sort of message in a blog post, and then put the blog post on Facebook, you know, now that blog was forever, you know, on your own web page, and you can keep referring back to it as many times as you want. And I think that's one of the big advantages of doing it this way.
4: Absolutely. And then, you know, the reason I – one of the things that, that popped into my head about customer questions, right? So I, I, if, I, if somebody sends me a question, I do what I did today. I film a video about it or write a blog post about it or whatever. It depends on how complicated it is, okay? Then the next time somebody asks me that question – I just say, oh, yeah, great question. You know what? I am actually an expert in this area, or at least I'm going to give you the impression that I'm an expert in this area, because six months ago somebody asked me this question, here's the answer. Right here on my blog or or right here on my YouTube channel. And people go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. And you'll coach me for free? You're kidding me. I'm in. And it's a no-brainer decision for them. Easy decision-making process for them, because... I've now sort of established myself as being an expert, you know, "quote unquote" expert in these areas. Of course, I'm not an expert, just a guy. But I've got a lot of content. <laughs> that's that's very reassuring to people these days. You know, people want to people want to Google you, and they want to find good stuff.
3: Well,
1: awesome! I would definitely suggest to you get yourself uh, all that web page stuff backed up. And I know there's ways to do it. I've done it, um, but you don't want any of that. Stuff to go away from you because you've developed such good content up to now. No question. Cool. Well any more questions for Dave while we got online? We're running a little bit over already, so
0: I'm not seeing any more, Puck. I don't see anything new, so I think we're pretty good.
1: Well you guys know how to reach Dave now through the network dot com, I believe is right. And uh, also hit up Heather if you want information about how she worked with his information to get her own strategy going and, and, you know, totally increase her Twitter hits and I'm sure her blog post hits and everything else. So we're just so thrilled to have uh, both of them on the call. Um, And when it comes to great people in the company, like I'm just truly honored to be able to call Dave and Monica personal friends and to have great folks on the team like Heather that, are implementing these ideas and reaching out to you know help more people the the one thing i get from this and i I still get chills like when i when i was there listening to to Zeth speak and dave you know kind of hit on it again here is that when you're just purely coming from like what do i do good and how can i help serve other people with it like don't even worry about the payment because down the road some way somehow like You'll develop yourself as an expert in it, and I think from creating two coach tools and talking about genealogy, like I'm getting hit up every day now for people to help analyze their their downline. And right now, that's something I'm doing for for team and for friends for free. But down the road, there's only so many hours in the day, so it's going to have to become some sort of charge thing. And is that what I designed coach coaching codes and coach tool bags to be? Is no. But in doing that, I've become an expert in it. And and so now with expert um, information, now that is something that you can charge for. And if you want a laid-out plan of how to do that, you know, Brendan Burchard is the expert in that. The Millionaire Messenger just kind of sums up all those ideas with a tangible way of how to do it. Anything
0: oh, else, Jeff? No, I think we're pretty good, guys.
1: Well, again, so appreciative and so much gratitude for you guys being on the call. Thanks so much. I know we kept you a little bit um, long, and you have a family. to go back to you, both of y'all.
3: Thank you for <laughs> I'm going to go you. surfing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, guys, we will be back next week. Um, we don't quite know what we're going to uh, be presenting, but I can promise you it will be something fabulous. So next week, same time, 9.30, that's basically going to put us at, at uh, July uh, 26. guys. We'll talk to you next Thursday.
1: Cool, have right, gone. and by all means, if other people have other ideas, you know, this is not Jeff and Jason's show anymore. Like, we've got all kinds of great leaders on this team, Christina, uh, Bob Lucido, everybody over there with our fitness army. Like, give us more topics, what to do. You know, I'm sure Bob can talk at length about you know, legal matters or whatever else, and, and we're more than happy to have that information. I know one topic that I want to do is um I was talking to a new coach and, like, just taking her through the necessities in the back office, you know, as, as you would as a new coach. Like, I take all this stuff for granted now. But it's like she didn't know where to go to change her third placement. And there is tools out there, obviously, um, Coach Training Academy, to do that. But if, you know, we could take a few minutes, a half an hour, and summarize the, the necessities that you have to do to start building your business, I think that's a call that's worthwhile down the road here.
0: For sure. Maybe, Jason, maybe you and I maybe even talk about doing something like that next week. I was going to take the call next week, and we can kind of chat this week about it.
1: Mm. All right. Well, thanks so much for um, everybody chiming in. i got a lot to do. I'm going to see Danny Johnson tomorrow in um, Dallas. Awesome. Monica will be there. Is that right? Well, that's one thing I want to say, folks, is I truly, if there's one thing that I take away from this, and I think it really comes from my mom, something my mom said back, you know, in school days. She's like, the one thing people can't take away from you is education. You know, you can have a house and you can get for foreclosed. You know, you can get a car that's stolen. But if you invest in your own education, nobody can ever take it away. And so for (laughs) me, like a big part of it, one of the things I'm most proud of is the personal development work I've done, you know, which is side seminars, going back and staffing all the side classes, it's Tony Robbins going back and staffing all the Tony Robbins and now looking at Danny Johnson, the books I've read, the the audios. And honestly, you know, if what if I had to say how it all started, it's from, like, the slight edge that was given to me through Team Beachbody and from Dave and Monica Ward encouraging Barbie and I to go out there and experiment with uh, the size summer stuff. So I'm just getting so much gratitude and thankfulness for that. So thank you guys for that. And uh, anybody else that wants to become more, better, bigger, stronger, like start with your own head and another thing I took, Muted. another thing I took notes on here was that Dave says, you know, pick the thing that you're good at and, you know, that you're the expert on and work with that industry. And one of the things I first did in this business was I looked at what I was good at and that was video games and hot dogs and drinking beer. And that's not something I was really proud of. So the other thing is emulate to be something bigger, stronger, and, and better. You know, whatever it is that you think is cool, and maybe that's moaning, climbing, or MMA. And, and Dave, you know, if I had to decide on one group that I wouldn't want to piss off, it would be the MMA guy, so you might want to change that <laughs> in your speech. Right. But if that's what you want to be, like emulate those guys, hang out with those guys. And I was just listening to Jim again, and what he says is learn, you know, practice, and then teach. And And that formula works for anything. If you if Dave does want to become MMA in the next 20 years, like he goes to some of the events, he hangs out with the guys he tries it. And then he teaches what he knows to other people that are getting started. And in doing that, he would become an expert in that. So I would just challenge people. Like, if you want to be something different, change your mind first, emulate what it is, practice it. And you can accomplish whatever you want. Okay. Somebody cut me off or I'll talk forever.
0: Good night, everybody. Take care guys. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Um, Good night. All right.
3: All right. Bye. Bye. guys.